Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. Cutting down on waste is like starting a diet. Don't expect to succeed by going cold turkey. Incremental steps will make it so much easier and more sustainable for you and your business. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Waste. We know it's an issue. Okay, so you want to do something about it. Where do you go for information? What products do you buy? Where do you start? These were the questions Lottie Diel faced in 2018 when she decided to dramatically reduce her waste. But she quickly realised how difficult it was to find the right products and reliable information. Lottie says the words sustainable and eco-friendly have been hijacked by marketing, when products might still be made from plastic fibres or fossil fuels, making it really difficult for consumers to think twice and do the right thing. As a result, she founded Banish, an online store and education platform providing access to excellent information and a range of environmentally friendly products. It took two weeks from idea to launch – lots of hard work and sleepless nights, just so the brand could go live at the perfect time, on Clean Up Australia Day, of course. Lottie sources products from brands that have to meet strict guidelines, which she'll talk about more later. But once approved, she gives them pride of place on the website and each owner is able to tell their brand story. To start, I began by asking Lottie, What triggered her decision in 2018 to start cutting back on waste? Look, to be honest, there wasn't really a turning point or an awakening, you could say. I was reading all of the news headlines. I was seeing sustainability and climate change popping up more and more and more in my daily conversations with people, in the media that I was consuming and living by the beach. Everything that I was doing was being impacted by climate change. So it wasn't really like there was one turning point, but I guess... What you could say was a turning point for me was my New Year's resolution. It was the start of 2018. Like so many people, I made a long list of about, I'd say, 20 ridiculously dramatic New Year's resolutions. And one of them was just to do better when it came to the way that I was living. I didn't really know what exactly that meant to do better, but I was just going to try my best, really. I wasn't going to cut out plastic altogether. I wasn't going to become a vegan. I wasn't going to stop driving my car. It was purely just to do my bit. And that just snowballed because I found it so difficult. It was really confusing. It was overwhelming. I just didn't really even know where to start. And it was in going through this process of trying to do better that I went, well, hang on, if we really want people to make a difference, if we really want people to make a change, then it needs to be so easy that there's no reason not to. And when it came to living sustainably, it was just so hard that I went, well, why would anybody do this? The more research I did, the more it made me want to do better. So it was kind of this turning point for me when I went, okay, well, if I was going to make this so, so simple for people, what would I do? Mm. And it was easy. It was pairing education with sustainable tools and businesses. And two and a half years later, I'm still going, still pushing through and just doing exactly that, trying to make living sustainably easy for as many people as possible. 
So tell us a bit about your personal journey of reducing your own eco footprint. It was very slow, I must admit, and I'm nowhere near perfect. And I drove my car this morning and I'm still definitely getting there, but I'm taking it bit by bit. I like to set myself little challenges and little goals. They can be as simple as having my coffee in rather than buying it out this week. My challenge at the moment is to start riding my bike more. It's not to ride my bike everywhere. It's not anything ridiculous. It's just to do that little bit. And it's things like when I finish with a beauty product, it's making the switch to a more sustainable option. So that could be something that has no packaging, less packaging, or something that's palm oil and paraben free because I like to think of making the switch to sustainability or living a sustainable lifestyle the same as starting a diet. If you were to cut out sugar, sign up for a marathon, start bodybuilding, weightlifting all in the one day, there is no way that you'd be able to keep up those changes and you'd just give up. So I think we need to approach sustainability with the same aspect. For many people, the idea of cutting back on waste and then maintaining it seems all too hard. Have you maintained your waste reduction and what benefits have you found in doing so? Gosh, how long do we have to talk about all the benefits? (laughs) It's probably easier to maintain it than it is to get started. Once you make the switch to a bamboo toothbrush and you're throwing it in the compost bin every month, you don't really think about all of the plastic toothbrushes that you used to throw out. It's just the new normal. Some of the biggest changes that we made in my household were starting to compost to start to soft plastic recycle. But in saying that, it wasn't overnight. It didn't happen straight away. This has been a long journey and it's a journey that's helped me learn and understand more. And the monetary benefit of reducing my waste has been huge. It's allowed me to go out on my own and start my business and not rely on a full-time job because I am not spending the money that I used to. So yeah, I didn't buy clothes for two years, Mm. which saved a bucket load of money. But it's also things like bringing a reusable coffee cup to a cafe you're saving 50 cents, generally speaking. It's shopping at bulk food stores and buying only what you need rather than buying the two kilogram pack of quinoa that you'll probably use once in a six month period. It's using up what you've got in your fridge rather than going out. It might be walking somewhere. So you save the $5 public transport fee on commuting. For me, I wasn't looking at it to save money. I was looking at it to be more sustainable, but it's consuming less and living more is how I like to phrase it. It's about upcycling. It's about reusing what we've got. And we've seen through 2020, we appreciate the outdoors more. We're getting out. We're catching up with friends for walks. We're doing things like that rather than going out for a $30 or $40 meal. We're entertaining at home. There are so many benefits that I think have come out of COVID, not only from a social perspective, but from a sustainability perspective that are really, really positive. Banish also provides great access to products from so many small businesses, but they have to meet a strict set of guidelines first. What are your set of criteria? It's so funny. They sound like they're a strict set of guidelines and they are to a lot of businesses. But the businesses that I find that I tell about the guidelines or they approach me, they go, oh, yeah, easy. We've been doing that for five years. It's just mm. simple. So I think it does really make sense. So 
all of our products cannot contain any palm oil. They cannot contain any parabens. There are no synthetic fibers or bristles or anything like that in any of the makeup tools that we sell. All of our products have to be shipped in plastic-free packaging. So that could be old reused boxes, that could be compostable satchels, it could be paper envelopes. And then initially when we launched, all of the products had to be fair trade certified. But I've actually gone back on that because I remember talking to one prospective supplier and I was saying to her, like, do you have certification? And she said, No, but it's me sitting in my living room in rural Victoria, hand knitting a set of dishcloths. So how am I meant to get that certification? Because these Mm. stickers and these certifications, they cost a lot of money. And for a small business, it's not financially viable to pay to get that certification. Now we inquire a lot more about the supply chain. So it's a very intense process, sending photographs of warehouses and factories and more information about where the products that they're sourcing are coming from. Are they sustainably sourced cottons? And there's such a big variety of products on Banish that it really depends on the specific supplier. So as well as being able to sell their products on the website, what other benefits does Banish offer brands? Say, for example, somebody buys a coffee cup. You want them to buy one coffee cup. You don't want them to come back every couple of weeks and buy another (laughs) one. But having Banish, which is a one-stop shop for all of those different sustainable products, they could have bought a coffee cup one month and then come back a couple of months later and found a couple of other products that will help them reduce their waste. So it's power in numbers. It's working together to provide a platform that has everything that people need because people can find Banish through different suppliers, but they can also find Banish through corporate education, through online education. There are so many Australian businesses that are doing great things in the sustainability sphere. Yeah. And you also give them a platform to tell their own story. Yeah, definitely. Because I think everybody's journey is different and everybody's journey will relate differently to different people. So being able to tell as many stories and have as many different voices on the platform is just one of my favorite parts of doing what I do. And what's been the response to Banish from the community and to your suppliers? It's been pretty overwhelming, I think. I don't often have a chance running the day-to-day to really sit back and think about it and look back on the past two and a half years but it has been pretty amazing it's been great and exciting to see all of the different brands grow and expand and be able to launch new products and see the reception that the audience has but also to see banish as a community grow and the amount of engagement that we get from our audience is absolutely amazing just last week we launched a recycling program where we're taking all of those hard to recycle household items like beauty products and kitchen items like old chopping boards and blister packs that you have panadol and nurofen in and we're actually recycling them for people and I thought it would go well and I thought that everybody would be pretty excited about it because I was, but the whole 48 hours afterwards, I was just absolutely overwhelmed by the number of questions, the amount of excitement, the reshares, just people getting this excited about recycling (laughs) is just something that makes me so, so happy. And I think the biggest thing with sustainability is often about taking three steps back in order to take four steps forward. It's going back to what we used to do, which 
is completely new using things like safety razors and all of this kind of stuff that people were using in the 20s and 30s. So it is about community. It's about knowing your neighbor. It's about connecting with one another. Even though it's on social media and it's on these new mediums, it still has those traditional roots. And I think that's been the most exciting part about it is it's forming connection and yeah, creating that sense of belonging for people who, like me, just want to do better. Has COVID impacted the business in any way? Definitely. We did do a lot of corporate education that was going out to different businesses, helping them communicate and engage with their employees and tenants and staff about how to be more sustainable. So obviously we're now not doing any of the council talks anymore. I've launched a podcast called Sustainability Further through COVID. So that was about working with one of the corporate clients, Charter Hall, in helping to spread that message of sustainability and engage with people when they were at home. But it's also changed the products that we're selling on Banish. Like everybody, we have seen a huge increase in the amount of cleaning products that we sell. It has actually been crazy. There's no other way to describe it. I do not know how much people clean, but it is a lot more than me, that's for sure, because they are buying so many cleaning products. So definitely we've seen a shift in categories, cleaning products, essential oils, face masks, those things when you're at home, you want to feel comfortable, you want to feel cozy. It's indulgent without being too indulgent. So have you considered starting your own eco-friendly product range through all of this? Funny you should say that. (laughs) We have got Little Pepino launching at the end of November, start of December, fingers crossed. So it is a sustainable range of kitchen products to start with. And then we're going to expand into different categories because I have found gaps in the market and products that I think we need to get out there to Australians that I haven't been able to find. So I'm so excited to bring those products out into Australia and to be back behind the product development side of things because I love, love, love telling everybody else's stories, but it's also really fun to tell your own. So finally, Lottie, for small businesses that want to start reducing their waste but don't really know how, what can they do today? The first thing that they can do is to separate their waste. It's about putting what you've got in the right bins and doing it properly. There's actually a lot of soft plastics that a lot of small businesses do receive and that can be when something comes wrapped in bubble wrap or new packages arrive in an Australia Post satchel or samples or something like that. If they come in scrunchable plastics, it's taking them to Coles and Woolworths. It's separating everything so that you are doing the right thing. That would be the first thing that you can do right now and the second one I think would be something as simple as when you run out of sticky tape moving on to craft paper tape or when you look to get new satchels switching to compostable satchels or using paper satchels and I think from a communications perspective with your customer base and with your audience it's about being transparent don't use the term eco-friendly or sustainable unless you really understand the meaning behind it Be really careful of the term biodegradable and degradable because that's just a ticking time bomb. So I think even if it is having a page on your website that's all about sustainability and saying all of our products come in a plastic satchel, but once we're finished with the current ones, we're moving on to a better alternative. Customers really value transparency. 
more so than you making these claims of being a sustainable business. So I think it's about being open, asking for suggestions from your customers. Or I've seen so many of my brands used to have products that were individually boxed, but it wasn't until they included a tick box on their website which said, would you like extra packaging on this? That people were saying, no, we don't want the packaging. Sometimes they just really want that product. They don't care about the bells and the whistles. If you've got some leftover craft paper from a previous order, stuff it in there as well and they really won't mind. That was Banish founder Lottie DL. Find out how to reduce waste and what products to purchase at banish.com.au. The link is also available in the show notes of this episode. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel.